Oi, oi, governor. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> oh, I was like all day think knowing this recording was coming and I was like, how should I open this? So I never what, know how. What am I going to do today? How it's, am I going to play this? <laughs> we're nearing the end of season two and I just don't know still how to grasp that. That sweet, sweet recorded language. Mamma mia. <laughs> We should die. We should mention that we're closing out season two very quickly. Oh yeah, very FYI. Soon. Yeah. Next um, episode's yeah. the end. Yeah, we're gonna go to ten episodes this season, just given the busyness, the climate of our lives that we find ourselves in. Oh, what a tsunami! Um, yeah. <laughs> Hope you can swim. Um. I can, actually. Not because I ever wanted to learn, but my mom made me go to lessons, and I would... It was not a good experience. You never wanted to learn how to swim? Let's just say that. What? You never wanted to learn how to swim? No, I freaking hated swimming lessons. I would, like, do anything I could to get out of them. Wow. Do you like swimming now? I would kick and scream, like, in the lobby of the pool to not... I hated it. I hated every. I, I hated that. getting my hair wet. Mm. I hated being told how long to hold my breath. I was like, "This is really weird that you want me to hold my breath underwater for that long." Mm. Not a fan. Mm-hmm. But I did it, and now I can swim. Do you go swimming often now? No. Do you no, enjoy it? The act of getting. I in like the water? um. I like hot tubs. Okay. And I like yeah. a bathtub. And a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind a large bathtub. You know, I am a cancer, after all. It's a water sign. Oh, yeah. So. Funny that. <laughs> I'm a fire sign, and I never stand in fire. Interesting. You're I mean, not a fire gal? I mean, I enjoy a bonfire. <laughs> I enjoy some marshmallows here and there. I enjoy sitting around the act, sipping drinks, and conversing and storytelling until someone brings out the guitar, and then I yeet right out of there from... <laughs> Cringe level 5,000. Oh my god. Why is there always that one human? Oh, there's always that one guy. I had an actress one time tell me a story about how she did this MOW one time, and her co-star on the MOW um, would always bring his guitar to the green room and, like, play his guitar for them. Oh, god. And she was like, this, okay. (laughs) That's, like, rest time. Also, just, like, guy, like... The camera's not pointing at you for one No, moment. I was just going to say, is that not the most actor story you've ever heard That's in your entire life? such an actor story. Sorry for all the actors that actually listen, but that is such an actor story. Yeah. You guys are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's so harsh, but so real. Yeah, it's like 50% <laughs> joke, 50% truth. 50% not a joke at the same time. 50% I'm going to smother my body in honey and hope that locusts eat me alive. <laughs> oh my god. But 50% it's a joke. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where the locusts came from. I was creative language. I like that. Thank I like you. that a lot. That's all I had. That's all I have. Like, okay. <laughs> that's the it. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> if you want to follow us on Instagram... <laughs> That was my one good line. I'm hilarious. Oh my god. And that's why we're going to 10 episodes. Our tank is empty. It is empty. Does anyone have any gasoline? Does anyone have any gifts and gaps? We are out. Anyone got any riffraff they want to give us? Like a little razzle-medazzle? 
Uh, speaking of Razzle Dazzle, I bought a new table. Oh, sexy. On Marketplace. It holds my books. <laughs> Sorry, it, that was the end of no, my story. I just wanted to talk. <laughs> I've seen her. I've seen it. I, it. If it's the one I think of, it's very it nice. It is the it's, one you're thinking of. I FaceTimed you just to show you. It's delicate and beautiful and has a nice edge to it. And you have plants and a record rec, a record player on it. <laughs> I know. It's, it worked out so well for me. It's like if you were Daisy from Ga- Ga- Great Gatsby, you'd be like, oh, yeah, Thank just you. look at my um, piece oh, of cool and but it's it's a marketplace. Yeah, but it's on marketplace. Maybe Borat would too. He probably would. He seems like he's got taste. So something I did this week was watch Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead film. Ah yes. Yeah, it's was ba- it good? yeah, it's just like zombies, but make it fashion. But make it <laughs> make it fashion. I like that. Yeah, it's 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 good. There's some good moments. The makeup's pretty cool. I feel like I saw images of the artist's work on their Instagram and they definitely highlight the makeup more. But mm. yeah. Zach good old good old Zack Snyder with his four hour Justice League. Bleh. <laughs> but also he just did a two hour zombie film that wasn't half bad. Yeah. It was alright. I mean Redemption. Redemption. Yeah. Is, is it redemption? It is. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just it was one of the it, films that I put on, and I was like, "Oh, I'm enjoying this." Okay, but um, there were some funny moments. I've realized Zack Snyder loves boobs. Like in every mm. film he's ever got, there's always just a pair of boobs, small boobs too. Interesting. Yeah, but it would just be like random too. But uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Okay, I've been watching Meet the Chimps on Disney Plus. It's so cute. It's basically just this um, shelter in Louisiana, and they rescue chimps, and they let them like live out the remainder of their life in peace, and you'll cry. It's I'm so gonna cute. cry my eyes out already. They're so sweet. It sounds they, like my t- dream job. They're all in these little. They all have families, and they like can't. And there's like an elf in the family, and there's different types of alphas, but most of their alphas are like peacekeepers. And it's so cute. Oh, my gosh. Okay, there's a scene where she has to teach. They try to get the chimps to be able to take care of themselves so that there's, like, the least amount of contact with humans. So that means, like, they basically have trained them to, like, weigh themselves. And they've trained them to, like... It's uh, really cool. Chimps are so smart. It's amazing. Seriously. Like, they're... They're just so... It's so cool to watch them. But she, um... So this woman's trying to teach one of the chimps how to brush his teeth. And she can't, like, be in the same room with him. But um, they learn really well. She, like, explains how they learn through, um, like, mimicking things. So she shows him a video of her three-year-old son brushing his teeth. And this chimp, oh, my God, Ruby, it's so cute. You see him watching the kid, and he's like... And then when the kid opens his mouth, he opens his mouth. And then when she puts the toothbrush in the kid's mouth, he lets her brush his teeth for him. And he just, his little eyes just click on the video, and it's just so cute. It's just such a spectacular moment of watching animals. Wait, what's it called? Uh, It's called Meet the Chimps. That's way better. better, Forget batter. That's way better. (laughs) Forget anything I just said about Zack Snyder. Go watch Meet the Chimps. It's so good, and it's good because now you can watch it, and like we did last episode where we talk about our favorite Superstore characters, we can talk about our favorite chimps. They all have very different personalities. It's... Yeah, they're animals. Very interesting. Breathing... Oh, 
He's back. Speaking of animals. Speaking of animals and loud ones. He's on he his the tower of clothes. Yeah, I have a pile of dirty towels that he's called. He's made at home. He really has. It's kind of frustrating because we buy him so many like nice beds and fancy pillows and things. Mm. And he chooses to sleep on our dirty laundry. Yeah. That's cats for you. Good old Fred. Seriously. Sweetheart. So, friend, I might talk about our beloved artist of the month. If we're Yes, please. You please. know, seamlessly moving conversation. So, like last week, we ha- we promoted our sweet friend Jada. And we're going to talk a little bit about Jada again today, in case you missed it last step. But Jada is our May Artist of the Month. We love her very much. She's a Canadian and Latin American makeup artist who's been working professionally for five years. Um, five so, years? Yeah, half a decade. Um, and she works under the agency uh, Richards Models Management for two years now. And her prices may vary due to agency rates. She's able to do freelance work as well. Her specialty is fashion, editorial, commercial, beauty, fantasy makeups. If you ever want to book Jada, she was she is so amazing to talk to and so comfortable to approach. And it's just down to if you've got a vision, like Jada is so down to help you with it. If you're an experienced photographer or an aspiring photographer, um, or you just need someone to do super. Super handy makeup skills. Jada's your gal. Yeah, we're so happy to showcase her sweet handiwork as her May Artist of the Month. Yeah, and you can get her information on our Instagram, too. We'll tag her and everything. Um, But you can also email her at jadacn.ariola at gmail.com. We really, really hope that you check Jada out. Now I just give her a follow or a little visit to her Instagram page. She's very inspiring and we love you yes we do delicious should we crack right on we're in weston yes western yeah that was excellent thank that you was beautiful that was better than Take- my oi oi at the beginning i, th- I think so hmm. all right which is interesting because you're english but yeah you ha- the yeehaw Wait, really had something i can probably do the like the, the like horse like Oh, that was the horse. This would be a great time to talk about when you did the horse makeup, but I think we already told that story. Yeah, that was in a baby BS, and that's extremely triggering for me. Thanks. Okay, well, strap in for westerns then. (laughs) (laughs) Just me screaming for the next hour. (laughs) Should I? Should I just jump in? You should always jump in, unless it's water. Apparently. (laughs) Yeah. No. That. Not that. Not that. (laughs) Um, I'm doing Yellowstone this week nice yes um it's created by taylor sheridan and john linson and it was created in 2018 so it's been on for a few years now um it's on prime right now good stuff that's where you can go watch it it's pause this (laughs) turn it off and go watch it the end (laughs) (laughs) we're just really trying to get out of this i know (laughs) It's only like 8 p.m. as well. It's not like we're doing this at 2 a.m. and we're like. No, anyway. no, seriously. But you wouldn't know that by the way we're acting. The commitment is flawless. <laughs> no, it follows. So it's about this family, the Dutton family, led by John Dutton, who controls the largest contiguous ranch in the United States. Wow. Which, because it's so great and large, everyone's trying to jack it from him. So he's like constantly under attack, under attack by those at borders. 
like land developers and a reservation and America's first national park. Wow. Yes. So it's basically about this family who owns this land and it's just them trying to like keep control of it and keep mm. it in their family, more mm-hmm. or less, is the story. Um, so leading the makeup team, we have Greg T. Moon along t- alongside Sharon Kelsey Hakana as key makeup. And that's the makeup. There was a few more there's a few more people in there as well. The list was long, but I'm just gonna keep it to those two. Nice. I haven't heard of these makeup artists. Tell me about them. I haven't either, but you know what? T's been around. There's as often as often show yeah. we sh- we find out as we I do know, this. I know, yeah. There's so many stunning crew members that are so talented that I really feel uh, don't get the credit they deserve. But also, it's like your job and you do it because you love it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Moon's previous work includes John Carter, The Giver, The Arrival. <gasps> Remember that one? I just um, and watched that. Like yeah, that, like at the weekend. She is everywhere. That one's with Amy Adams, right? Yeah. yeah. She is all over the place these days. I feel like everything that comes out, she's in it. Amy Adams? Yeah. yeah. Everything. Literally. She's like... She's like the... Super big right now. She's like... If Meryl Streep would... Like... She, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I guess I'm trying to say, like, I feel like she's the next Meryl Streep, but she's not Meryl Streep. Like, she's her own thing, and Meryl Streep's her own thing. But do you know but what I mean? But she's like that caliber, like, where just she's in just in everything. everything. Like yeah, like every row at the Oscars every year. Seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in the she's in the A, yeah. the A list for sure. And Bradley, um, Bradley, so true. She's got a great a great catalog of work. She really does. A portfolio, have you? Oh, have you? Yes, a yes. portfolio. Yes. Um, funny enough, I actually found out I was going through Greg Moon's IMDb. And he was the key makeup artist on the 1994 Yellowstone documentary. Oh, cool. And then now he's like the key, the head of department for Yellowstone, the drama series. That's awesome. So nice. kind of a, I thought that was kind of funny. Full circle. I came across a really interesting article on Makeup Artist Magazine, which is where I got most of my research. He talks about all sorts of challenges, their solutions, dissects his thought process when he was designing for the show. It's a really interesting read if you want to dive a bit deeper into Yellowstone. Um, I'm going to start off with a quote from the interview that I really liked. Yeah, spice it up a little bit. Get ready. Spicy, Uh, spicy. So this is from Greg T. Moon himself. He says, My main goal in this show is to make sure it looks real. We've got a wide range of ethnicities and class distinctions, and through it all, each of these looks has to fit. It shouldn't stand out as makeup. It should look every day. If someone's gotten into a fight, they should look like they've just gotten into a fight. If they're supposed to be pretty, they should look pretty. And that's been the challenge, to make sure that each character fits the part. And I just thought, we love the makeup artists who like no makeup, you know? We do. The validation comes from within, and if you don't need to push it and be like, look at all this things I can do with all my tools and makeup. Like, that's awesome, but if the script isn't cool for it, you don't need to validate your skill yeah. set to anyone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Amen. And that that sticking to the storyline and sticking to the character breakdown, that, to me, reads better than the crazy makeup in the wrong place. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, Moon and creator Taylor Sheridan collaborated together when creating a lot of the characters' looks. Taylor has very specific ideas for each character, and Moon is always up for the challenge. This leads to a lot of fun transformations. This is illustrated well in a story I found about Moon, describing 
Danny Huston's character of Dan Jenkins, with aspirations of building on the ranch. He basically gets into a bar fight and he gets punched out. Moon puts a black eye on him for the next scene, and when they get to set, the director looks at it, or not the director, Taylor Mm. Sheridan looks at it, um, and he says, like, no, no, I want it darker, I want it deeper. And so Moon, being just a makeup artist, says, yeah, of course, okay, we'll make it deeper. And he was a bit skeptical about it, but then he said when it got into camera, it read really beautifully, and he's really happy that they are able to have that relationship where they collaborate on the makeup. But just kind of cool when you can, like, work together with your showrunner and with your director and stuff. It's always fun to, like, just... We love collaborating. Yeah, you're all there to tell the story at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one character I really like for her makeup and how it helps her story and her character is Jeff Dutton, the daughter of the ranch owner. Yeah. Um, she's played by Kelly Riley, and she's basically a savvy businesswoman. She's also, like, a badass rancher, <laughs> like her family. I think I've seen her in the trailers. Yeah, yeah. She's, like, kind of, like, strawberry blonde-ish. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um... Her makeup often is used, like, to illustrate her position and her mood, and Moon and Riley um, have said that they collaborate together a lot of the time, depending on the situation they build her makeup looks together. Yeah. Um, When she's at the office, she's more put together, she's all business, and then when she's at the ranch, she's kind of one of the guys, she has, like, less makeup on, she looks a bit more natural. Mm. And then she's got a couple scenes where she gets a little drunk. And then they wanted her, they wanted that to show too, so they'll have her look more flush and they'll have her kind of broken down a little bit. In one scene in particular, which is really gruesome, she's attacked by two men and she's really severely beaten. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I won't give like too much away. It's kind of, it's a pretty big plot thing. They, she basically gets beaten up really badly. Mm. And I found it really fascinating, not only the extent of the injuries she received, but how well Moon and his team carry her injuries and their healing process through the show. Like, through the whole season and into the next season. Wow. Yeah, like, she's, like, constantly healing from those, like, deep initial, like, deep blues and purples that you get in your, like, black eyes kind of thing. So believable. Super believable. And then, you know, it slowly starts to transition into, like, the browns and the yellows. And then it's, oh. it's like, slowly gone. I love those makeups. I love... It's, and when, it's so good. And when that's accurately so good. done. Yeah. And, like, it's really cool. I We'll have pictures on our Instagram, like we always do. But I found a really cool picture of her when she first gets the injuries. Mm-hmm. Like, we first see her when she's gotten stitches. And, she, you know, she's, like, just past the... the uh, bent um and then they've got a picture of the next season one of the first episodes i think it's of the third season and you see her along the healing process and she's still got the bruising it's just way less now yeah like it would be over the course of time yeah exactly so i just thought that was really cool that they didn't just say like oh no she heals after two episodes and then oh, she's fine yeah, they I were like no this is this is a bruise that will take weeks to heal yeah like, it's this medically will be here correct. for weeks yeah so let's carry this for that storyline which was really cool that's super cool um i love so, bruising too especially around the I face know. like yeah, i mean exactly. I, it's the reference photos and like that to happen to someone i'm not a fan of but the act yeah. of playing with those colors and the, doing the makeup is is great and there's something so like bruising is actually really hard to recreate mm-hmm. it's really easy to make bruising look like paint or like it's just sitting on the skin it's really hard to get that kind of effect that it's under the skin. And, like, de- so like when you, deciding your, like, impact point and then, like, kind of working yeah, from out there. Yeah, exactly. Like, knowing how bruises are created and then... And also where on the skin would have that bruise or not. 
Okay, we're back. And better than ever. Stupid Zoom kicked us off. Nothing to add to that? Okay. Oh, yes, oh. yes, yes. <laughs> Stupid Zoom. Sorry, I was like, are we editing this out? I have... Cool. <laughs> um, we might edit that out. You might never hear that. Or maybe um, we'll just put in elevator music. We'll find out later. Who knows? What a nice surprise. Maybe I'll just upload this raw. Like, no edits. Like last edits. week? Yep. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Buffy just uploads her, like her voice. Oh my god, one of my friends, Sweet Orbell, thank you for texting me, um, texts me and she's like, hey, I was listening to your podcast, I don't know if this is on purpose, but I can only hear you talking to Oh yourself. my god, I don't know this if this is on purpose, but you're just like in the editing room like, you know what? Nothing Ruby says is good, Fuck so I'm Ruby. just going to upload Fuck mine. Ruby, she doesn't yeah. need to be in this podcast anymore. This is a one-woman like, show. You're just like, yeah, Buffy, that's a really good idea. I think that makeup's really good. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'll tell you how they did that now. <laughs> Thanks. I'd love to hear about it. <laughs> I'd love to hear. Oh, yeah, me too. Tell me more about that mascara. But I will tell you more about how they created the makeup that we're talking about. Oh, go about. on. Yellowstone. Go on. I oh, mean, just edit me out. It's fine. <laughs> um, for those of you who missed it, we're talking about the character of Beth Dotton on Yellowstone. Great makeup. For her executive look, so for she, when she's at the office, I found some of the products that he uses on her, so for her beauty makeup. Oh, uh, yeah, give it to us. Initially, <laughs> they used the MAC Cosmetics Sorry. Blackberry and Wedge eyeshadows. I've used Wedge. I love Wedge. Great transition oh. color. It's like a taupey color. Great oh, nice. shade. Good um, in, like, the eye crease. Exactly. It's a great blending color. goes with a lot mm. of things. At the start of the second season, he switched to Anastasia Beverly Hills' Norvina palette. Kelly wanted a little more violets and browns, that smoky look on her eyes, he says, um, and a little bit of cheek, not a whole lot of lip, but she loves the palette. Oh, she's a fan. Any Anastasia palette I really enjoy. Yeah, they've they've got a great great line. They're long-lasting, too, I find. Mm Mm-hmm, I agree. Moon also uses the Kogendo Manifanchi Moisture Foundation on most of his female oh. actors. That foundation is so oh. expensive, but it is so nice. If you're in it's Canada, so you have to get it sent in from America. They don't sell it here. Mm-hmm. I think they used to sell it at Nordstrom, but I don't think they do anymore. But it's, it's so nice. It, it's like, water-based, too. It it's melts just... into the skin. It's not thick. It doesn't nope. look cakey it looked so it just looks so airbrushed and natural it looks so good yeah i love it so great choice i would say to that stunning moon says he likes this foundation because it works well in the drier climates of montana and utah which is where the series is shot for the men he goes with the sensei bronzing gel believing that it makes them it gives them more of an outdoorsy look oh yes overall series covers a whole lot of really cool beauty makeups really cool dirt grimy makeups there's some cool burn makeup which i tried to find some information on but i couldn't really find much about it burns is so hard to do and this was like a full body burn makeup i maybe i'll just put a picture up even though i can't really talk about it i couldn't find anything on like what they use to create it but it Mm. looks really cool so there's a lot of like etiquette effects used in this series. I think so, yeah. I I would say so because I didn't find much about him talking about like prosthetics or anything. And etiquette effects for maybe people that don't know is like you're painting or smaller cuts or wounds or bruising, mm-hmm. and it's kind of your like you they're not prosthetics. Yeah, anything that you can do without having to get something like fabricated in advance, basically anything you can do on the day, out of your kit. Which is where it come, comes from. I love etiquette effects. 
same. I think it's really impressive when they're done really well. It's it's really cool. It's like even more impressive than a prosthetic because you're like, wow, you actually paint. That's just paint. Mm-hmm. Although prosthetics, mm-hmm. obviously, we love those too. Yeah, I agree. And that's Yellowstone. That's awesome. They sound like a very strong makeup department. I agree. I agree. Delightful. Thank you for covering them. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm happy to be here. Yeehaw! Let's mosey right along. Yeehaw, my friends. Howdy diddly. Howdy diddly do. Um, so I am doing the true history of the Kelly gang. Ah, yes. Yeah, so not to be confused with the 2003 Heath Ledger movie, Ned Kelly, or the silent black and white film called The Story of the Kelly Gang that came in at 1906 that was made with 400 pound. Wow. Low budget. I like that. Same person, similar story, very different films. So I'm, I'm doing the 2019 True History of the Kelly Gang that came out in September at TIFF. Yeah. Nice. And the film was directed by Justin Kurzel, responsible for uh, the Mac- Macbeth adaptation with Fassbender and Snowtown. Um, and mm. some others, too, obviously. It's got a great portfolio. But I just want to, like, talk about Snowtown for a hot sec. Um, so it's an Australian director, and this film is about Ned Kelly, who was an Australian historic figure. Uh, I'll get more into good old Ned in a bit. But there's a film called Snowtown, what's a area in South Australia, and I actually drove through it when we were in Australia. Uh, One of the only movies that I wasn't able to finish because it is truly horrifying. And it's not like a horror film, but it is so scary and so brutal, and they do not leave anything to the imagination. And it's called Snowtown, and it is fucked up it is so like if you want like the deepest parts of what humans can do to other humans go watch that movie but to so that's like what and i'm really scarred by it so when i watched true history of the kelly gang and i was researching this i was just like this this director did that excuse me (laughs) but a funny story sorry this is like a little segue fun story so there's uh, (laughs) i asked james if i could tell this too so James made a movie whilst we were in Australia. It was a short film called God of Insects. And basically, the lead mm. actor on Snowtown, who is an Australian actor called Lucas Pittaway, um, messaged James, because James kind of put it out. We didn't know anyone on Australia, and James was like, I'm going to make this movie, and I'll just see who turns up. Like, let's just see. Turned out to be great. Mm-hmm. It was really successful. We met loads of friends from doing this way, so it was, it was a great time to do it. And it was a challenge because we did it outside of Canada. Anyway... So Lucas Pittaway, this actor from Snowtown, like a reputable local actor, was like, oh, hey, like, yeah, I just want to talk about this movie. I'm really interested in the script, like the lead part. And then James was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. I'm so excited. Like air punching. (laughs) And then like meets up with him, buys him lunch. Lucas is in bike shorts and is just like, yeah, like, yeah, so cool. Like, yeah, I'm just going to like definitely read this. And like, yeah. And James is like, cool, okay, man. Like, yeah, like trying to vibe with him. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Just like maybe send me a self-tape and we can like work from there. Like James was just so like ecstatic that someone wanted to like be in his show. And then Lucas Pittaway sends him the worst fucking self-tape I've ever seen in my life. He titled it the like the name wrong. And it was like he he just was him recording reading the script. 
And James oh, was my. like, Lucas. Come Lucas, on. I can't hire you. Lucas. <laughs> Lucas, what are you Lucas. doing? Lucas. So yeah, I was just like, that's hilarious. Tea. Yeah, and then James was, had to then awkwardly be like, yeah, hi. No, sorry. But James Not was like, I brought, him, I brought him lunch. <laughs> So that that's something to be happy about. So sorry, a little link, a little personal, <laughs> little personal story there for you. Um, so yes, this same director basically who did the True History of the Kelly Gang and Snowtown. Um, so what's the film about? So Ned Kelly is a real person. He was uh, born in 1854 and is an Australian bush wrangler, an outlaw, a gang leader, and a convicted police murderer. You know, oh, just a cute Tinder profile. <laughs> and one of the last bush wranglers he is known for one of the last bush wranglers apparently that's what my notes say he was known for wearing a suit of bulletproof armor during his final shootout with the police nice. i'll talk about more of that later yeah and kelly was born in the then british colony of victoria as a third of eight children to irish parents wow yeah so nick kelly's like you know he's people know him people know him in australia okay he was around he okay. was around um, so the film I'm discussing is a mixture of fictionalized and real written accounts. So an adaptation of what we believed happened in the short life of Mr. Kelly. He died at like 25. Oh, wow. And, but at that time in like, you know, in the 1800s, that was I guess, yeah, old. 25. They're like, nice, grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> you're like middle age, right? You're like, you're getting on there. Pension's coming in quick, Yeah, eh? seriously. Well, you got another good five, maybe ten years in you. Whoa, if you hit, like, mid-30s, insane. <laughs> nice. You were eating organic for sure. You, you were healthy, yeah. Yeah. You ain't, you weren't working outside. No. Um, so, this basically, this film is is throughout his whole life, but I'm going to really focus on the final year slash days. <laughs> so, this film has a stacked cast. Uh, there's loads of amazing actors in it, and George McKay, who plays Ned Kelly, who was in the amazing one-shot war movie 1917. That Roger oh, Deakins yeah. cinematography, cinematography, cinematographer is. Mm-hmm. He did that camera fancy fancy DOP work. Yeah, George McKay's a, it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a crush for me. I like him. <laughs> um, and then we also have Essie Davis, who is an, an Aussie actress known for the film The Babadoc. What's well, huge and mm-hmm. it's really good. Yeah, freaky film as well. Yeah, super freaky. Uh, Nicholas Holt, uh, Thomason McKenzie from Jojo Rabbit, Charlie Hunnam, Russell Crowe, huge cast. Wow. Yeah. But let's uh, hop to the makeup. So we have our beautiful makeup team. We have Kirsten VC as our hair and makeup designer. We're in Australia, so it's one department, right. as we've mentioned before. Same as the UK. And then we also have Samara Gildea, Lee Norris, and Sheldon Wade, who helped out as the assistants and stylists and special effects makeup artists. Nice. Yeah. The film was shot in Australia, uh, Victoria, Australia. And our department head, Kristen, brought us the fabulous makeup and hair in films like I, Frankenstein, Animal Kingdom, and Lion, and has an IMDb credits that roll back to the late 1970s, an experienced artist. Wow. Yeah. Kristen won the 2020 ACTRA Awards, the AACTA, I guess that's ACTRA Awards, for Mm. Best Makeup and Hairstyling for this film. And in her speech, she gives thanks to Nicholas Holt, who during filming injured himself because he was riding a bike and got swooped by a magpie, which <gasps> resulted, yeah, like, live, and resulted in him crashing into a tree. And Kirsten said it really worked because he had an upcoming scene where he needed to have bruises and cuts. So 
it made her look like a better makeup artist than she actually is. Nice. She's telling the story in her acceptance speech. So she's a humble babe. She's I love humble. that. I love that. Um, honestly, I can find a lot of makeup products or techniques about this film. So here's kind of my take on it. I just wanted to do it because it's really fun. Again, for adequate effects, funnily enough. Nice. And dirt and dust and all things good and western. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're set in that 1800s. So any the makeup is very natural and basic. No makeup, makeup kind of looks on all the women. They don't appear to have any makeup on. Um, what would be correct for the period piece in the Aussie mm-hmm. bush? Um, what we do have is the makeup from natural elements and events of the story. Dust, dirt, tan skin, red sun, damaged skin, blood, sweat. Uh, like I previously mentioned in our season one episode when I talked about fury. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a lot of layering and texturing with dirt and blood and it provides. I love that. Do they have their, are their teeth dirty at all? Yeah, from what I recall, yeah. Not George McKay, not the lead, but I think some of the background cast. And that could have been, like, a producer call, because normally sometimes they don't want I was just, always yeah, period yeah, accurate as, teeth. Especially with the leads, because it can be, obviously, it can be quite distracting. Yeah. Like, his teeth audience. aren't, like, he's got nice teeth, but sometimes there'll be blood in them, but mm. they're not, like, rotting. Yeah, okay. Interesting, yeah. interesting. It's not like uh, Tom Hardy's Taboo, where everyone is just has period accurate teeth yeah. and it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so someone that does have continuously a lot of different blood and dirt looks is obviously our lead actor, George McKay, playing Ned Kelly. One of my favorite scenes is when we see Ned Kelly grown up, because we start off the film with him as a child, and um, we see him grown up and he's in a house about to engage in a fist fight. For rich people to bet upon, and he's just wearing briefs, and the scene alone is, is really, really amazing. It's in the trailer. It's really good. Um, it's but as the sorry as the fight happens, we see George's skin and hair become saturated with sweat. Um, George is covered in blood, and the blood dressing in the scene and throughout the movie I found is just always bright and messy and overpowering. Mm. It's very aggressive in nature. What well, could be a representation of how Ned Kelly was. He was an outlaw, a, a, unfortunately a human face with trauma from start to end. As I can imagine, living in the Australian bush was back then hard <laughs> enough, but his family definitely made it harder. And then Brit- the British colonizing everything and the soldiers were also yeah. Yeah. horrible. And that all does come into the film. So being covered in blood isn't a problem for this character. It seems very like in tune because that's kind of been his whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd really recommend that. Yeah. And he's... It's like how he's introduced as an adult is this scene and he's like wearing these little white briefs and he's getting like pumped up to like fist fight for money basically wow and he's just like sweaty and blood ridden by the end of it another scene for me with great makeup is one of our final scenes where ned kelly now has a gang full of similar age men in their early 20s and they're in a shootout with some constables and police etc um etc etc because i can't do notes apparently (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and they're engaging in a shootout because of an act that happened earlier on in the film. But they're basically about to, you know, go into battle, and they're already covered in dirt and soot and cuts and scrapes, and because they've kind of been living outside and, mm-hmm. like, on the run for a bit, so they have this, like, embedded layers of dirt. They're, and, like, already grimy and... Nasty. Yeah, and their hair, like, at the back... Like, big mullets in this film. Big, big mullet fans. <laughs> and they kind of... The back of their mullet is always wet. Ew! Oh, like... But yeah, it's, it's just, like... It's true. The, the neck does sweat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, there's just already those layers 
and um, something that also is great is that they're all wearing dresses as well it's like a huge thing in the film and um, I couldn't I, I believe it's true but then some accounts online were saying it's not true that Ned Kelly did this but um, for the 1880s that was unfortunately very absurd for men to wear dresses because people are dumb mm-hmm in short, we don't need to get into that conversation. But, but. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah. But Ned Kelly and his mates and his army, quotation, mm-hmm. um, all wore dresses um, because they did this to intimidate and influence authorities that they were crazy and therefore should be feared. I'm unsure if like this is true or just dramatized, but I like the addition. And so George McKay, our leading actor, is wearing this like black lace dress with like blood seeping through in areas and his whole face is smudged with like blood and soot and sweat and he's kind of like very crazed in this moment and I think like you know a couple of his friends have maybe lost their lives and there's just like a lot of emotion happening and adrenaline Mm -hmm. and he's wearing this like black lace gown (laughs) and I think these like darker dirtier marks on his face especially are from Ned Kelly's armor that is super notorious that I mentioned earlier and it was a handmade plate steel armor for protection in gun battles and this big metal face covering with just eye slits basically making them bulletproof but like i'm saying these dirty face markings i think are from when like wearing these armors and helmets so like the repetition of having this like metal on you is just building up that residue so they do have this like especially george mckay he's got like this big sheet of like black dirt across his face what could be from putting on this helmet off and on and yeah these guys basically like fasten these like suits so they can walk out into bullets and there's this like amazing line where like they're testing these suits out and they're like (laughs) george mckay's like we're we're bloody bulletproof boys (laughs) and all these guys are like shooting themselves in the head to like test how good the metal is but yeah they're basically in these dresses covered in dirt and blood and it's all hectic and it's great um overall the blood continuity and from fresh to age blood had to be practically and strategically placed and visible even in these iron helmets with just little eye slits we could see blood seeping through i think the direction with this makeup is to don't hold back it's believable but adventurous and the blood isn't it's not bad like it doesn't look too much just because there's a lot of it to me it still made sense and went with the action and the aesthetic of the movie um, unlike going back to Zack Snyder, I put a note in here saying, unlike Zack Snyder's movie... You just movie, love to throw him under the bus today. I'm here for like, it. <laughs> but Dawn of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead movie, if you rewatch that, um, the blood makeup... I mean, it was 20 years ago, so who knows? But yeah, there's basically, like, the lead actress just has these, like, shoulder pads of, like, opaque blood, like, on her <laughs> shoulders and nothing else. And it just remains one shade forever until she just like she painted it (laughs) yeah literally and there's like one guy with just half a face like perfect half just all red (laughs) so it wasn't like that it was like there's a lot of blood in uh the this film but um the ned kelly film obviously sorry moving back uh god i'm so awkward i can't deal with it um Yeah, so it it worked though what i'm trying to say there's a lot that it's a heavy layers of blood but it worked yeah. Um, so Kirsten VC uses layers and contouring and splattering and the continuity of all this blood residue is just, you know, really amplifies the team's work and her work. And 
obviously, of course, they'd have little access in the outback to clean water to clean themselves in like the 1880s as well. So yeah, yeah. you got to think about that too as you're like building this makeup over the course of the film. And who knows if they shot like chronologically as well. So, um, yeah, I just really appreciated the levels at which they went and uh, definitely more is more. Was definitely. And like um, continuity is hard, to, like continuity, blood and dirt, stuff like that's so hard to maintain. It's great on the first day. Yeah, the first day <laughs> it's so fun. Two weeks in, it's not like, so why fun. Did I why did I do this? Like <laughs> yeah, um, and I just kind of wanted to end um, to mention a product that my co worker Lala was recently using and introduced me to as well is the Nick Dudman Washable Blood. Mm. Um, sometimes, like costumes, when you're collaborating or working with them, only has one outfit or very minimal outfits of a cast member, and it maybe needs to be reset or cleaned during this film. And like I said, we see a lot of the cast in dresses, but maybe costume didn't want these dresses to get completely ruined. Um, So a brand of blood by Nick Dudman can help with that. It's great for skin. And if it gets on costume, no worries. It's washable. What is pretty awesome too. And my coworker Lala was using it and collaborating with a costumer on it on the production we're working on. And the blood also like held up because normally people with washable blood are like, yeah yeah i find that water-based blood the risk is it like cracks sometimes when it dries out yeah it's nice that you found one that goes around that it seemed to like be pretty good and it's also by nick dudman who's an incredible makeup artist so it's true i also love that his bloods are labeled by a blood type there's like oh yes isn't that him right that's him where it's like i think it is i think it's like oh negative is like one shade and then he's got like another shade that's like a positive it's like that's how he labels his blood yeah always kind um, of fun that is fun overall i'd recommend obviously watching this film for the makeup and playfulness in it but also the cinematography is sublime and displays the dry vastness of rural outback australia the amazing use of light and shadow with really bizarre tension-filled camera movements too the director of photography was ari wagner you're a great ari just a little note to end awesome i like yeah. that yeah thanks what yeehaw Yeehaw, indeed. And, yeah, by the way, it is classified as a Western, okay? I was worried it wasn't, but it is. It sounds like it. Anything with, like, grimy dirt, desert vibe. Yeah. There's horses. They ride on horses. Boom. Western. All you need. Mm -hmm. Yep. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. I love that. That was a great one. Thank you. We're getting, like, good at just, like, pacing through them. We really are. Um, (laughs) Are we ready for product and tip? Perhaps. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it up. Do you want to do tip? Sure, I can do tip. Do you want me to go ahead? Yeah, you take it away. I'm worried about the pronunciation because I think I always say it wrong. Um, I'm going to be talking about gua sha. That's how I say it. I say gua sha. Apologies to, and please correct us if if, we are completely wrong. We're like totally not saying it right at all. We're not trying to be swine. We would love to know how to say it. (laughs) Yes, how we say it is uh, gua sha. So I'm going to be talking about the gua sha tools. They're super popular right now. They've definitely yeah, had an big influx. Yeah, they're on TikTok. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very ancient Chinese medicine technique that involves running this smooth stone over your skin in a therapeutic patterns to help relieve tension in the muscles of the face, boost blood circulation, and encourage lymphatic drainage to banish like facial bloat and just help circulate some blood cells. And um, 
I've, I love them. I have one for myself, and I think they could be really useful on maybe cast members or different mm -hmm. people you're doing makeup on if you have an opportunity to treat them and help them. Um, and you think they'd benefit from this, and I'd really recommend, uh, we'd really recommend, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, rude. <laughs> I know, such a bitch, aren't I? Um, keeping them in a fridge and yes, having once, obviously having ones dedicated to select cast members, not like I'd have different ones for different cast members. Mm -hmm, definitely. And um, can maybe help them with some sleepy, puffy eyes or relaxing after a long day of shooting. And if you just, you know, it's it's very accessible online, just looking up a few different patterns and like how to move the gua sha across your face or someone else's face, I think it could be easily achievable and could really um, be beneficial to your cast member and make them feel good about themselves and enjoy the tension leaving their face. Yes, that puffiness leaving. Yeah. Um, I love the gua sha, I really do. Mm. So that's a little tip. Take it as you will. Take it as you will. Give it a try on yourself, perhaps. It's honestly, it is really therapeutic. Like, when you kind of get in the zone of doing it, it feels really nice. I also skin. do it while I'm driving sometimes. Yeah, seriously. Well, it's probably, you know, you should Driving down the highway in a panic. Do. Yeah, maybe don't. <laughs> I'm just saying I do that. I'm not recommending anyone else to do I'm that. I'm just talking about my personal experience, whether or not I'm that's just... good. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'll talk about our product. Go for it. Um, we were going to bring up the Tatcha blotting papers. Honestly, honestly, the whole Tatcha line Ugh. is so good. Have you, I don't know if you've tried any of their stuff. I've tried a couple of their moisturizers. Yeah, I have. Their moisture. I've tried their, like, misting spray, too. Oh, God. Cool. Just, I wish it wasn't a $1,000. Heavenly. But it makes your face feel so amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about the... The blotting papers they have they're really a great bottom papers they're a great size they're actually quite big which is kind of mm -hmm. nice and they're not that like kind of um artif like not artificial but like that kind of plasticky fiber they're a bit more paper like nice. and they have these little cute gold flakes in them which is always fun i oh. love aesthetics so it's great oh she's fancy she's very fancy uh, but they're super handy. We use them on our cast uh, on the show I'm working on right now, and I really like them. They work great. They don't move around the makeup when you take it off. Oh, nice. They, they pick up the oil? Yeah, they pick up the oil, and they don't touch the makeup, which is all I care about in a good blotting paper. So that's, that's our product. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. It's true. That's a great product. Um, before we forget, this time, I've got the generator ready. Oh, you got it booming? You got it happening? And I'm going to remind us, because... Otherwise, we'll never remember. Mm-hmm. Bam, bam, Give it. Bam. Give it to us. Horror. Horror? What a way to end the season, too. Oh. That's a good one. I'm happy with that. Okay, okay. I've had some good ideas for this for a while, so... Yeah? This is a good one. This is going to be a big one, guys. Mm, horror. Very compelling. Very. There's lots of material. For sure. So much. That's excellent for us. And if you have any recommendations of horror films you like covered or think the makeup's cool in, you should definitely give us a shout. Yeah, and if you want to give us a shout, you can find us on Instagram at blushandstuffpod. <laughs> Thank you. You can find us on Twitter at blushandstuffpod, or you can send us an email, which we love to receive, at blushandstuffpod at gmail.com. Just a reminder of our beautiful May Artist of the Month, Jada, mm -hmm. and to check her Instagram out. She's beautiful, as we previously mentioned. 
many a time. We love her. And you can also find her Instagram um, in our descriptions and all over the place. Yes, you can. Yeah. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! And on that note... Season finale! Coming right up! It's happening! It's happening soon! Catch us while you can! I was trying to sing the the theme song, and I totally... I Okay. That was more like a Britney Spears song. No, wait, that's the... That's not that either, but I like what you're singing. I do recognize that song. Okay, anyway, we gotta end. Okay, and let's just put on our theme music. Here it is. Here it is. Okay, bye guys, bye. Bye.